0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by Webex, by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Wednesday,
1: June 22nd, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts.
0: Here's the latest.
1: Minnesota is joining the list of states trying to protect abortion rights ahead of the Supreme Court's expected repeal of Roe v.ersus Wade. No one who travels from another state to seek an abortion that's legal in Minnesota is gonna be prosecuted. Keith Ellison is the state's attorney general. Minnesota is surrounded by states that will likely criminalize abortion if the federal protection falls. I will oppose extradition requests from other
2: states for people who've engaged in legal conduct in Minnesota.
0: The Senate has voted 64 to 34 to advance a bipartisan gun safety bill. It might not be the sweeping reform that many Democrats wanted, but it does contain some incremental changes, like including juvenile records and background checks and increasing funding for mental health and school security. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut.
3: This is indeed a breakthrough moment for the anti-gun violence movement, for survivors, for parents. Uh, and for
1: advocates.
0: Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell will play a critical role in passing the bill if he can convince other Republicans to support it, as he says he does.
1: President Biden will propose to Congress this afternoon suspending federal gas and diesel taxes until the end of September. The White House says the gas tax holiday could reduce the price by $1 per gallon. But the move will face opposition in Congress and, even if it is approved, economists say it won't be a long-term solution as long as there are underlying supply issues.
0: Amazon unveiled a new robot to help employees at the company's warehouses. It's Amazon's first fully autonomous robot that can safely move around people working nearby, unlike previous versions that had to be kept in caged areas. The Proteus spot, which kind of looks like a big Roomba, is meant to move heavy carts of packages through the facility, which Amazon says will allow staff to, quote, focus on more rewarding work, you know, like unionizing. I got hot sauce in my bag. Swag. Not anymore, Beyonce. There's a sriracha shortage right now, and hot sauce fans are being forced to forego the added heat to their meals. Of course, we have climate change to thank because a drought in Mexico caused a shortage of red jalapenos. Manufacturers say the shortage will last until the fall, so hot girl summer may have a little less heat this year.
1: Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest.
0: Coming up, we check in on the current status of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and what it means for the rest of the world.
1: The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. Webex enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Envoy, Tandem and Miro. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. Webex, working for everyone. Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas will be destroyed. Mayor Don McLaughlin confirmed the town's plan in a heated city council meeting Tuesday night. The mayor said, quote, You can never ask a child to go back or teacher to go back in that school ever.
0: South Dakota has ousted its attorney general. The state Senate voted to impeach Jason Roundsburg after he hit and killed a pedestrian with his car in 2020. The conservative majority convicted the fellow Republican of committing a crime that caused someone's death and abusing the powers of his office.
1: Kellogg's is going to break into three companies. And no, they aren't going to be called Snap, Crackle, and Pop. It's a missed opportunity, I agree, but I'm pretty sure at least two of those three names are taken anyway. Anywho... Kellogg's will split into brands for snacks, cereal, and you guessed it, or maybe you didn't, plant-based businesses.
0: The FDA wants to reduce the amount of nicotine in cigarettes to, quote, non-addictive levels. The goal is to cut down on the number of teenagers getting hooked and reduce the nearly half a million smoking-related deaths each year. But the proposal faces significant backlash from tobacco companies and conservative lawmakers and could take years to go into effect.
1: A relatively unknown singer named... uh, Hold hold on, let me check my notes here. Um, Beyonce? Has a new single out called Break My Soul. The lyrics talk about worker burnout. People are calling it the Great Resignation Anthem. This song will appear on her full album, Renaissance, launching at the end of July.
0: Russia's invasion of Ukraine is in its fourth month, and the war doesn't appear to be ending anytime soon. So where do things stand now, and what does an ongoing conflict mean for the rest of the world? Insiders John Haltewanger and Mattathias Schwartz say Putin is already winning the war, both in Ukraine and the West. So John, give us a quick update on where the war is today.
2: So at the onset of the war, Russia was really fighting a full-scale conflict across Ukraine, trying to take the capital, Kyiv, trying to take large cities like Kharkiv. But after failing to do that, they shifted their attention to the east, to the Donbass region. Russia has been gradually seeing success in the Donbass. The tide of the war has been turning in their favor. And they're on the verge of seizing a major city in the Donbass called Severodonetsk, which if they do seize would essentially mean that they have conquered one half of that region And there's concerns that it could fall within days. Um, And once that happens, they then will turn most of their attention to uh, the other half of the Donbass region, Donetsk. And if they conquer that entire region, it means that they control roughly 10% of all of Ukraine. But on the ground right now, Ukrainian forces are really struggling to hold off the Russian offensive. They're begging the West for more weapons, for more artillery. They say they're completely outgunned, basically, as they get pummeled during this Russian assault.
0: Matt, you write that Putin has had a series of economic victories that go beyond the battlefield. Can you explain?
3: I think the elephant in the room is just the state of the global economy and the Western stock market. Obviously, valuations of dollar-denominated assets were sky high uh, at unsustainable levels for a variety of reasons that have nothing to do with Russia. But looking back to what happened in February and March, it is clear that Putin's decision to invade Ukraine was the needle uh, that popped the Western asset bubble. It was the first domino that led to sanctions, then a spike in energy prices, and then you know, massive inflation, higher interest rates, and a, drop, a massive drop in the value of all these assets. Meanwhile, the Biden administration said they were going to shut the Russian economy down, turn the clock back to Soviet times. Uh, they've had some success. Inflation in Russia is very high as well. But the ruble has bounced back. And it's clear that Putin you know, made preparations for years in advance to sort of sustain a isolated wartime economy for the long run. We hear a lot about whether the Russian people will put up with this and for how long. There's also an issue of whether Western electorates are going to be willing to make the sacrifices necessary to support Ukraine. And how long will people be willing to pay a price for that at home?
0: Now, Matt, in the beginning of the war, the West banded together against Russia. But you write that that unity has been fraying.
3: Uh, Absolutely. We're seeing Turkey, a NATO member, standing in the way of Sweden and Finland joining the alliance. We're seeing France uh, saying that Russia must not be humiliated. President Macron continues to take phone calls with Putin, uh, considers him to be someone who's worth talking to and potentially negotiating with. That's a very different view than one that you will find uh, in the Baltics or in the United States or among other NATO allies and partners. As time passes, it becomes harder and harder to maintain a sort of united front that you know, the Biden administration succeeded in putting together at the beginning of the conflict. And one of the difficulties of finding an exit or a quote-unquote off-ramp to this conflict is if there is a ceasefire um, and if there is a negotiated settlement, you know, say a partition in the East It's unclear whether, you know, Russia can really be considered a good faith negotiating partner and will abide by any peace agreement in the long run, or whether negotiations to Putin are just an opportunity to take a breath, regroup and set about making a plan to take yet another bite.
0: Mm. John, what are you keeping an eye on to expect next? The tone to me has really
2: changed from Ukraine in the uh, past few weeks where they're sounding increasingly dire in terms of their assessment of the situation, not as bullish as they did in the beginning of the Russian offensive. They're sounding less confident. Um, And to Mm. me, that's a big signal about how the tides are turning on the ground and how, you know, Putin is winning at this moment, how Russian forces are making gains.
0: Matt, as this ongoing war continues to affect the world economy, what are you looking at next?
3: I mean, I'm looking closely At the 2022-2024 U.S. elections, I do think that um, this will be very important, you know, potential watershed moments for Ukraine. So far, we've kind of had this very unusual bipartisan consensus that we want to get behind Ukraine and that the sacrifices are worth it. Is that going to remain the case or is it going to become a more partisan issue with, you know, the GOP potentially taking a more isolationist stance, particularly if, you know, Trump gets closer to getting the GOP nomination, that that's like a big unknown for me.
0: Matt, John, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: John Haltwanger covers politics and Mattathias Schwartz covers international issues at Insider. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show.
1: You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast.
2: I'm Dave Smith.
0: And I'm Rebecca Vera. Talk to you soon.